Countdown for blastoff. X minus one. Yes, it's Maxwell House Coffee Time, starring George Burns and Gracie Allen. Richard Diamond, private detective. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Suspense. It's time once again for another comedy episode of Our Miss Brooks. Dragnet. We offer you escape. Kraft presents the Great Gildersleeve. Yeah. I'm that man. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. The Jack Benny Program. Hi, this is Carl Amari, and welcome to episode 37 of Radio Rarities, the weekly podcast series that examines unique episodes from the golden age of radio. My co-host is the vivacious Lisa Wolf. This time we have the only recording of the radio version that was adapted from television's funniest sitcom, a show which skyrocketed to the top of the charts in the 1950s and which continues to be syndicated today. It's I Love Lucy, starring Lucille Ball and her husband, Desi Arnaz. The same zany antics that debuted on television in October of 1951, were transformed to radio in February the following year. There is some debate as to whether this was an actual audition, a gag recording, or possibly part of a promotional campaign for the television show. Either way, it's a fascinating example of what I Love Lucy sounded like had it aired on radio. Lucy, a native of Jamestown, New York, had married band leader the Cuban-born Desi Arnaz in 1940, and they appeared on radio together in guest spots on Los Angeles area stations in the early 1940s. Lucy's prior radio work included a stint during the 1938-39 season of The Wonder Show with Jack Haley. She had also worked with Orson Welles in a couple of his series and guested on several Abbott and Costello and Kraft Music Hall shows. As leader of his orchestra, Desi, was on Flight With Music and was also the band on the Pepsodent program starring Bob Hope during the 1946-47 season. Lucy and Desi were also guests on Duffy's Tavern, but not in the same episode. They did appear together in a couple of dramatic roles on Suspense in both The Red-Headed Woman in 1949 and Early to Death in 1951. There had been periodic blurbs in the trades during the previous few years, including one in 1946 in Radio Mirror, in which Lucy was attempting to land a radio show for her and Dazzy to co-star. In the summer of 1948, Lucy starred in the CBS half-hour weekly sitcom my Favorite Husband. Which did not include Desi. Richard Denning portrayed Lucy's husband, George, on the series. The show, based upon the characters appearing in 1940s novels by Isabel Scott Rorick, featured the daily life of George and Liz Cougat, later changed to Cooper to avoid confusion with bandleader Xavier Cougat, played by Denning and Ball. George was a bank executive while Liz was a homemaker. In the opening of each episode, they were billed as two people who live together and like it. My Favorite Husband was a hit and continued for three seasons. It was originally written by Frank Fox and Bill Davenport, but they departed during the first season 
and were replaced by Jess Oppenheimer, who had been in the business for many years. Oppenheimer had been associated with the Young and Rubicam ad agency, writing for the Packard Hour starring Fred Astaire in the mid-1930s. And then in the 1940s, he was a writer for Screen Guild Theater and Baby Snooks. His move to My Favorite Husband eventually resulted in the creation of I Love Lucy for TV. In 1950, CBS wanted to develop a television version of My Favorite Husband. Lucy wanted Desi in the role of her husband, but CBS balked, so the project was put on hold. Lucy and Desi went on the road with their own show and were able to convince network executives that their TV program would be a hit. My Favorite Husband had its finale March 31, 1951. That same month, Jess Oppenheimer wrote a Lucy show proposal that included both radio and television. A television pilot was applauded by CBS Brass that summer, and I Love Lucy debuted October 15, 1951. Within a couple of weeks after its debut, it was in the top 10. And by March of 1952, it was the number one show on television. During the winter of 1952, and without much fanfare in the trades, a recording was made for possible use as an I Love Lucy radio series. Okay, sit back, relax, and enjoy Breaking the Lease an audio version of I Love Lucy starring Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz, originally recorded at CBS in Hollywood, February 26, 1952. <laughs> Philip Morris. America's most enjoyable cigarette presents Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz in I Love Lucy. Ladies and gentlemen, you can stop worrying about cigarette irritation and start smoking for pleasure. Remember this important fact. Philip Morris, and only Philip Morris, is entirely free of a source of irritation used in the manufacture of all other leading cigarettes. That is the plain and simple truth about Philip Morris' superiority. And that's why we say, you'll be glad tomorrow you smoked Philip Morris today. Now, by transcription, let's join Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz as Lucy and Ricky Ricardo in I Love Lucy. Hello, I'm Ricky Ricardo, and I'm the guy who loves Lucy. The whole thing started 10 years ago. I had just come to this country from Cuba, and I didn't know much about your customs. The first girl I had a date with was Lucy. It was a romantic night. And after all, I had a reputation to live up to as a Latin lover, so I kissed her goodnight. It was right then that she told me that under the Constitution of the United States, if a man kisses a girl, he has to marry her. By the time I found out she tricked me, I didn't care. Because after all, if I hadn't married her, I would have married someone else. And Lucy's just like any other American girl who is pretty, charming, witty, and partly insane. She's always doing such crazy things. Take the other night, for instance. 
I came home about midnight from the Tropicana. That's the nightclub where I work. Now, some wives would be fast asleep in bed, but not Lucy. She invited our landlord, Fred Merce, and his wife, Ethel, who live on the floor below us, to come over for a little jam session. So naturally, being something of a singer myself, I joined in. You know, a little more practice and we could do singing commercials for television. <laughs> Gee, Ethel, you certainly play the piano wonderfully. Oh, thanks, Lucy. Hey, how about Sweet Sue? Yeah, huh? that, that has a nice yeah. harmony, all right? Da-da, da-da, da-da. Oh, wait a minute, Ethel. It's, uh, it's two o'clock in the morning. Well, what about it, honey? Yeah, yeah, two o'clock's a perfect time for Sweet Sue. Yeah, I mean, it's a little late. Won't the other tenants complain? About complain what? Complain about what, honey? About all the noise. Noise? We're not making noise, we're making music. Yeah, let them phone the landlord. I'm not home. Yeah. <laughs> I always forget that you're the landlord. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Besides, what's wrong with good friends harmonizing a little? That's what the world needs more of. You're right. Oh, it's so wonderful to have landlords like you two. <laughs> what a break for us to have tenants like you two. <laughs> well, okay, okay, sweet suit. Yeah, let's go. Da, 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 Look at this place, Lucy. You've taken such good care of it. We could rent it tomorrow. And not have to change a thing. Okay, okay, sweet Sue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know why, Ethel? It was in such wonderful condition when we moved in. Well, all right, all right, guys. Now, sweet Sue. Ta -da, ta -da, ta -ta. You're the nicest tenant I ever had. And you're certainly the nicest landlady I've ever had. Man, this is the most sickening conversation I've ever heard. <laughs> you're so right. Oh, you two have no sentiment. I move that we dedicate the next number to our wonderful friendship. That's She's absolutely right. People ought to do more singing in this world. That's right, honey. Every star above knows the one I love. Sweet you. Yes, you.
<laughs> that sounded like it came from the Mertz apartment. Oh, no, honey, it couldn't be. No, I guess not. You live too fast and got in the bends. <laughs> what? Well, she's a little grumpy because we're making noise. Well, I thought she was well, coming. Well, so with... did I. She'll be over it in the morning. Come on, honey, let's go All to right. bed. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Lucy and I decided to ignore the Mercer's phone call and get ready for bed. Now, this should be a fairly simple thing to do not with Lucy and me. We always argue about the temperature of the bedroom. Lucy, who is part polar bear, likes lots of fresh air. If she had her way, we could rent the bedroom out as a deep freeze. Now, like every normal person, I like to sleep in a room with the windows closed and the heat turned as high as it will go. You know, warm and cozy. As usual, the battle of the bloodstream began. Lucy put the window up, I put the window down. <laughs> oh, no, you don't. Now, what do you want me to do? A little fresh air isn't going to hurt you, you hot house plant. Hello. Will you cut out that racket up there? Fred? Yes, Fred. How do you expect people to get me sleep? Well, I was only closing the windows. What, with a sledgehammer? <laughs> now, listen, Fred. Listen, my foot. Now, let's have it quiet up there. <laughs> How do you like that? Let's have it quiet up there, he says. Some lousy landlords they are. <laughs> Yeah. Nurse to the merch. Yeah. Well, good night, baby. Good night, honey. get up and fix it. Yep. Somebody should. <laughs> well? Well? This isn't getting us any place. We'll both get up and fix it. What? That's the only fair way. When I count to three, we'll both jump out of bed. All right. You ready? Ready. Okay. One. 
two. Three. Apparently, he can't trust either of us. Apparently. Well, as far as I'm concerned, that shower can drip all night. I just don't care. I won't pay any attention to it. All right, neither will I. All right. All right. Ricardo, but I believe I left my diamond rings on your piano last night. Yes, you did, Mrs. Mertz. I'd be very happy to get them for you. Oh, don't bother. I'll get them, if they're still there. <laughs> I don't know why you should worry. You can always buy another box of Cracker Jack. <laughs> I'll have you know these are real diamonds. Ricardo, would you be so kind as to inform me just when we are to be deprived of your charming company? Very shortly. Good. Thank you. <laughs> My, it'll certainly be nice getting away from such disagreeable people. It certainly will. Would you like to give me the check for the next five months' rent now? <laughs> of course, I'd be delighted. What do you mean, the next five months' rent? Well, if you're leaving, you have to pay off your lease. Our lease! Yes, don't you remember? You begged me on bended knee to give you a lease. Just so that no one else could have this fantastically inexpensive, lovely apartment. 
Oh, you mean that one-sided, unfair, binding contract that we were forced to sign before you would grant us the privilege of moving into this broken-down hovel? <laughs> broken-down is right. Look at this place. It'll take the next five months' rent to redecorate. Redecorate? Yes. After we fumigate. <laughs> you can leave the check in my mailbox. <laughs> Honey, I don't seem to be oh, able to... Oh, shut up! <laughs> What's the matter with you? Oh, I'm sorry. Ethel was just up here and she made me so darn mad. What now? She says she, they're going to hold us to our lease. We have to give them five months' rent before we can leave. I guess we're stuck here. Well, now, that, uh, that all depends. On what? On whether we can uh, break the lease or not. Do you think we can? Mm, could be. What's on your mind? We are going to become the two most unpleasant, disagreeable, nasty people in the whole world. But how? We'll force ourselves. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's see now. What can we think of that'll make them kick us out? <laughs> think nastier. We'll get it. Ladies and gentlemen... You can stop worrying about cigarette irritation and you can start smoking for pleasure. Pure pleasure and nothing but pleasure. Listen carefully for what you are about to hear is the simple proof of why Philip Morris is better for you to smoke. Better for you than any other leading brand. This proof is based on a scientific fact published in foremost medical journals. Let me tell it to you. Philip Morris is entirely free of a source of irritation used in the manufacture of all other leading cigarettes. That fact is important for you to know, for it is the basic reason why you're better off smoking Philip Morris. That's why from your first Philip Morris in the morning to your last one at night, your throat will feel clean and comfortable. For no matter how many cigarettes you smoke, whether you smoke two cigarettes a day or two packs a day. This one fact remains. In Philip Morris, you enjoy the one cigarette entirely free of a source of irritation used in the manufacture of all other leading cigarettes. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the plain and simple truth about Philip Morris' superiority. And that's why we say, you'll be glad tomorrow you smoked Philip Morris today. You're listening to Radio Rarities. We'll return after this short break. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co 
co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 Classic Radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. Now, back to Radio Rarities. And now back to I Love Lucy, starring Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz as Lucy and Ricky Ricardo. Well, after we decided to try and break our lease, Lucy and I spent the whole morning thinking of ways to annoy the Mercers. I had to go to rehearsal at noon, so I left Lucy in charge of Operation Nasty. <laughs> And I couldn't have left it in more capable hands. What a brain she has. If you ever need any good, clean, dirty work done, I've got just the kit. As you know, the Mercers live directly beneath us. And when I came home, I found Lucy stamping around the room in football shoes, throwing books on the floor, and generally making as much noise as she could. I got a 16-piece band. I'll blow the roof of the joint. Well, doesn't look like rain. Okay, fellas. Remember, this is to break the lease, so make it loud. One, two... Sonando el pumbanchero, bongo cero que se va, 
bongo de lo que se va. Y suena así el tambo, pero que sí, bum, 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 va. Y vuelve a revijar, pero que sí, bum, 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 va. A cumba, 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 quiero, quiero. A bongo, 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 cero, cero. Riquiti que va sonando el cumbanchero, bongo, cero que se va. tonight. Ricky Ricardo in person, and they're selling tickets. Oh, no! <laughs> How do you like that? I'm going down there and give them a piece of my mind. Yeah. Oh, they're back in their apartment. It was too cold outside. Oh. They sold us the last ticket. Oh, they're back in their apartment, are they? Well, we'll dedicate the next number to Fred and Ethel Mertz. An old Cuban folk dance called El Breco the Liso. <laughs> El Breco the Liso? Yes. How does this old Cuban folk dance go? Well, the next few days we spent packing. 
Finally, on Saturday morning, I put the last dish in the last barrel, and Lucy took the pictures off the wall. We were ready to leave the Mercer's apartment house forever. Is that all, honey? I think so. It'll certainly be good to get out of this joint, won't it? Yeah, do you tell Ethel we'll be moving today? Well, I haven't seen her since she brought up the lease. I mailed her a note telling her to come up and get the keys today. What shall I do about this? What is it? It's a picture of us and Fred and Ethel taken on Atlantic Cedar last summer. Oh. <laughs> we sure had a lot of fun there, didn't we? Yeah. What shall I do, throw it away? Oh, no, no, I'd better pack it. Huh? Well, we can always cut them out with the scissors. <laughs> what are all these things here? Oh, there's some things I borrowed from Ethel. She has a lot of my things, too, if she hasn't sold them. <laughs> you know, I got a lot of tools that belong to Fred. Some of them we bought together. What shall I do with those? I don't know. Gee, it's amazing we could have been such good friends with a couple of stinkers. Yeah. <laughs> we sure had a lot of fun in the last nine years. Until they show their true colors. Yeah. Well, that just shows you how sneaky they are. Yeah. Hey, honey, you want some paper yeah. for that? Come in, come in, please. Oh, these are yours. Oh, thanks. Um, these are yours, I guess. Thanks. It's all right. Here's some things of yours that somehow got into my apartment. Thanks. There are some of your things that I managed to get hold of. <laughs> it's all there. You can count it if you like. Oh, well, that won't be necessary, Mrs. Mertz. I trust you. <laughs> you do? Um. Uh, uh, look, uh, Fred, uh, it doesn't matter to me, you know, but uh, for some crazy reason or other, I, I think Lucy wants to stay. Don't you, Lucy? Uh... Well, it doesn't matter to me either, but it's uh, up to Ethel. What, what do you say, honey? the girl said. <laughs> I guess we're staying, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Only this time I want a long lease so that we don't ever get kicked out. <laughs> well. Fred. Well, what do you know? I just happened to have a new lease already made out. <laughs> about cigarette irritation and start smoking for pleasure. Pure pleasure and nothing but pleasure. Remember this important fact. Philip Morris, and only Philip Morris, is entirely free of a source of irritation used in the manufacture of all other leading cigarettes. 
for your own protection, for your own greater smoking pleasure, enjoy the one cigarette entirely free of a source of irritation used in all other leading brands. You'll be glad tomorrow you smoked Philip Morris today. Lucy, starring Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz, featured Vivian Vance and William Frawley as Ethel and Fred Mertz. Tonight's program was written by Jess Oppenheimer, Madeline Pugh, and Bob Carroll, Jr., and edited by Sterling Tracy. John Stevenson speaking. This is the CBS Radio Network. Well, Carl, that was very funny, but it sounded as if it was the TV soundtrack packaged for a radio show complete with commercials. It definitely was. In the introduction, we heard the famous Call for Philip Morris by the one and only Johnny Robertini. He introduced many of the shows sponsored by the tobacco manufacturer, including the Philip Morris Playhouse and Crime Doctor, and became the first living trademark. Philip Morris was the sponsor of I Love Lucy on television and saw the potential of a radio show, or at least a radio promotion for the highly rated TV show. The episode we just played is the television soundtrack of the TV version, which was taped January 5th, 1952, and telecast on January 11th. The opening and closing segments, complete with CBS Network Q, were voiced by announcer John Stevenson, an actor and announcer on several radio and television shows, including the voice of Dr. Benton Quest on the 1960s animated series Johnny Quest. The supporting cast on I Love Lucy were Vivian Vance and William Frawley, as the Ricardo's next-door neighbors, Ethel and Fred Mertz. Frawley had been on numerous radio shows, including Lux Radio Theater, Craft Music Hall, and the Paul Whiteman Presents series. Vivian Vance had not done much radio work, if any, prior to the I Love Lucy session. The television series kept audiences laughing for six seasons, concluding its telecasts in the spring of 1957. However, the show would continue in syndication for decades. In a 1952 TV Radio Mirror interview, Desi Arnaz stated that he would enjoy performing in both radio and television. However, the radio version simply disappeared. There were one or two notices in the trades indicated by Jess Oppenheimer that there would be no radio series. Would a radio version have been successful given that many of the gags involved the brilliant facial expressions by the cast? Also, as we have discussed in a previous podcast of Have Gun Will Travel, TV scripts did not always make a smooth and effective transition to radio. Another thing to consider, Carl, is that it was sometimes difficult to understand Desi with his thick accent as the series narrator. Whatever the reason for the brief life of the radio version, it was a worthwhile experiment. We hope our listeners enjoyed it. We certainly do, Lisa. Well, that's all the time we have for this edition of Radio Rarities. Radio Rarities is a Gulfstream Studios copyrighted production produced by yours truly, Carl Amari. My co-host is Lisa Wolf. Mike Costella is our executive producer, and the show is written by Carl Shadow. Next week, we'll present the audition of a program created by and starring Elliot Lewis. It's called Marcus O'Connor, Detective First Class. So don't miss it. Thanks for listening.
It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now, this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire. Become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurpose on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.